Hey, 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 this is your host, Alicia, of the podcast formerly known as The Book of Alicia. So yes, 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 The Book of Alicia has changed its name to Momming, Wifing, and Queening Podcast. We are still going to talk about womanhood, motherhood, and wifeyhood, and everything in between, but I'm just so happy to take on this new journey with you while I empower women to not get lost in whatever roles they are assigned, but to queen them, okay? I may not know everything, but I know some things, so we're going to talk about some things, okay? But before we dive in today, I want to make sure you are able to reach me on social media because guess what I have changed my social media handles as well so you can follow me on Instagram at the Alicia Shaw and that's at T-H-E-A-L-E-S-H-A-S-H-A-W and like my Facebook page the Alicia Shaw you can also follow my blog at www.aliciashavon.com that's www.aleshashevon.com where you're able to get a glimpse of my life and thoughts as well as purchase things like books and shirts I have available on my site. So all y'all ready? Let's get it in. Okay, you guys, so I have another amazing episode for you today because I'm going to be interviewing Ms. Black USA, Jessica McCall. We're going to get into some queen conversations today, okay? So Jessica McCall is the first of many achievements in her family. She is the first to graduate from college, law school, and passed the California Bar Examination on the first attempt. Jessica is also the first in her family to become an attorney. She loves to sing, dance, and act in various events, concerts, and theaters. She is the reigning Miss Black USA and the first Californian to have ever been crowned Miss Black USA across all age divisions, including Miss, Teen, and Ms. since the first and largest scholarship program for women of color was established in 1986. Miss Ma- McCall has held many other leaderships and titles in the pageantry world. Okay, y'all, she has a whole lot of titles on her name, so she knows what she's doing. She's bad, y'all. Miss McCall was completed has completed 900 hours of community service at the Boys and Girls Club and participated in many breast cancer awareness events. She has taught law at Sacramento High School to disadvantaged students and participated in many other community service events. Further, Jessica has mentored women throughout her life in various age groups regarding health and wellness. Her platform is Living Purposefully, empowering black women to be healthy and whole. She has authored her first ebook, A Woman's Health Guide, that she disseminates virtually and nationally. She's also established a virtual empowerment group, implements signature health workshops, and has interviewed on prominent shows such as Fox Souls Cocktails with Queens. So y'all, y'all ready for this conversation with the lovely Jessica McCall? Let's get it in. Hello, so it's Alicia back with another episode of Momming, Wifing, and Queenie. And today I have a special guest for you. It's Miss Jessica McCall, who is the reigning Miss Black USA 2022. And I thought it'd be awesome to get her to come on the podcast today just to share a little bit about pageantry and how she got involved in it, how has it benefited her, and things of that nature. She is um someone I met actually through social media, and I thought she would be a great person to come on to talk about um just her platform and all that she does um, as Ms. Black USA, but she's also an attorney. So I think that's cool as well to talk about how that how she does well in her career and how she um 
basically is able to to balance everything as a beauty queen and as someone who is a career woman who is an attorney. So Jessica, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little bit about more about yourself. Hi, everyone. My name, of course, as she said, is Jessica McCall. Um, I was raised in a single parent, low income family, came from a lot of adversity. And growing up, I had a passion to be a voice for the individuals in the impoverished community. A lot of us faced legal hardships and we could not afford representation. And as a child, it frustrated me to, to witness some injustices continually, continually plague our community um, without any form of um, resolution. So as a child, I set out on this passion and journey to want to become an attorney. I didn't know how to do it because I didn't have anyone in my family who could provide that kind of role model component, but um, I just kept going along and I found a lot of mentors in my school and in my community to inspire, help, and provide me with guidance to um, pursue my dreams. And through hard work and dedication, I went on to go to college and law school and pass the California bar. And um, through those different accomplishments, I've been able to go back and inspire a lot of the young individuals in our impoverished community to break out of the barriers and limitations that they also faced to pursue their goals as well. Because I, I believe in the importance of not only accomplishing your goals, but going back and helping other people accomplish theirs as well. Yes, yes. And tell me, because I don't think, I definitely am one that thinks that representation matters. And I don't think I ever really saw, other than on TV, you know, um, Black women being lawyers or, you know, and, and going into that realm. And so, I mean, I think there was a time in my life where I was like, I think I want to be a lawyer. But then I realized, like, I really don't like reading about certain things like policies and laws. Like, I mean, that doesn't interest me. So I'm like, how in the world I think I was going to be a lawyer? And, you know, and it was just one of those things, like, I wanted to find something I didn't see us doing. So maybe wanted to step, in, step into that realm, but I'm not like, nah, I mean, I have to find something else. But I definitely think that it's important that someone like you um, is being in the forefront so that other, like my little girls are 10 and five. So I like the fact that they're able to look up, some, look up to someone like you and say, hey, she's an attorney and she's also a beautiful woman who's in pageantry, who's doing, you know, all these things that when I was growing up, I didn't see a lot of us doing. So I definitely appreciate you and like how you are very much an advocate for representation and being able to be that voice for people not just and not just a voice but just that image you know of what a, a lawyer um can look like and i don't think like i said other than tv i saw that image so i really appreciate you for just all that you do i think you are amazing um what i wanted to get into and talk to you about was okay so to me i think it's difficult to like balance life anyways. Tell me how, first of all, tell me how you got into pageantry and then go into how you're kind of balancing your career and pageantry all together. So tell me about pageantry first. Like, how'd you even get into that? That's a good question. Growing up, I was in cheerleading and one day during cheerleading practice, our cheer coach came and talked to the young ladies about a pageant. It was Miss Black Sacramento. And she said that you have an opportunity to earn scholarship money. And that was what perked me because mm -hmm. coming from 
impoverished family, I had a goal of breaking out of that generational hindrance. And to be that beacon of light, you have to be able to go and do things that you may not otherwise be comfortable doing, which is speaking in public, which is one of the components of being in pageantry. So that's what first got me interested was the scholarship aspect. But then when I went to the first practice and I learned it was more than just scholarship money, you have an opportunity to empower and inspire and make a positive change in your community. And that is something I've always been about since I was a little girl. I always had this burning passion in me to want to inspire people. It just made me happy and it lit me up as a little girl when I would go and speak to someone and and make their day or make them happy or say a a word of encouragement and see how it it inspired them to do something, you know, maybe if they were feeling down. I just always had that in me. I'm a nurturer. That's just kind of naturally how I am. So I think that is also a component that drew me to pageantry because although the the scholarship money was the initial incentive, I found that I can actually, I can stand in the position of who I am as a nurturer to empower people in my calling, whatever that calling was. And at the time, my calling when I first started pageantry was mentorship. I really Mm. wanted to inspire the young kids in our community to not limit ourselves. Just because we lived in this poor community, we didn't have to repeat those generational hindrances that we saw. I wanted to be that beacon of light to them to show them something different. And so my platform at the time was mentorship. Um, And it then transformed over as I became older and started losing individuals in my life due to heart disease and cancer, Black women. Uh, many, many countless black women who helped pave the way for me and my success die, just multiple people dying left and right. From heart disease and cancer, it set me out on this um, goal of of being a voice for women in education in terms of health. And pageantry was an open door to give me a broader platform that I can use that tool to inspire others. Because what I've found is when someone sees that you have accomplished something monumental, they're more inclined to listen to you. You know, you become, I mean, anybody can come and talk to you, but if you see somebody with a crown and sash who worked hard and accomplished something very monumental, their eyes are perked, their ears are perked. And if you can use that as an opportunity to empower them to be great, that is what truly is, has become my passion for that. And you know what's crazy? Like a lot of the times I hear people say that scholarships are what kind of draws them into pageantry, but like once they're in it, it creates like a whole new perspective and meaning for pageantry and understanding like, you know, I can actually do something with this. Like the money and the scholarship is great, but like you say, like being able to have a platform and be able to share, you know, your desires and your dreams and I guess help others in a broader, you know, realm or reach other people. Because like you say, people are more willing to listen to if you have a crown on your head than if you just, you know, a regular Joe Smo walking around talking about something, they're really inclined to listen when they see that crown and everything. So tell me how you, like, what was your journey like? Were, was it, um, were you, I guess, uh, I'm trying to think of the word I'm looking for. Uh, like, did you, did you do several different pageants, that's what I mean, like seven different pageants, or did you stay with one organization? Like, tell me more about your journey on um, just going through pageantry and how that helped you um, navigate other worlds or other areas in your life. That's a wonderful question, actually. You're asking some good questions. So when I first started Miss Black Sacramento, I was a very shy girl. I had terrible public speaking skills. 
In fact, during one of the first interviews, I cried in front of the judges. It was so humiliating. I was that young girl who was an introvert, who was sitting in the back of the church, not saying anything, never wanted to be in the forefront. So it was difficult for me first mastering the public speaking aspect. I had the talent component down. I had the walk down, everything down. But when you give me a microphone or if you put me in front of judges, it was a disaster. So I went through many years of pageantry from junior, from being a junior in high school all the way to as an attorney now, um, I've been doing pageants and I've been honing my craft and I won probably over 30 pageant titles. But when I first started out, I was losing left and right. And I was trying to figure out why. And I had to figure out the right formula and I had to keep working on and fine tuning my speaking and fine tuning my speaking until I finally found the formula. And the formula was be who you are. It doesn't matter what the judges are looking for. It doesn't matter um, what you think they want to hear, truly speak from your heart. And when I started speaking from my heart, then I found the true answer. And I started winning all these pageants and now yeah. won over 30 pageants and been using it to truly make a positive impact on the community. Because what I realized is it's not all about the title. It's about what you do with the title. Because I noticed some queens will go out and get crowns and they'll just put the crown on, on a desk and that's it. No, I want, by the end of my reign, I want my sash to be fully worn. <laughs> The crown, some of the tools falling off because I have put work, blood, sweat, and tears into inspiring the com- my community. So that is kind of my journey. It's been a very long, treacherous journey of finding myself, finding my voice, and truly learning that the importance of being truly who you are and speaking from the heart. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I love the fact that you said you had to kind of figure out, like, what was it, like the formula, like the secret sauce. And I guess what... At what point then you did you realize, okay, I need to change, like something has to give, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not winning, I'm not getting the result that I'm getting. Like, at what point did you feel like I need to make a change? And when did you realize that it was actually, you know, the, you said the speaking from the heart, like, was it just something, a high moment, or was it just something that happened that made you say, okay, something has to give? That's okay. Yeah. So it was, it was definitely a couple of pageant experiences I had. So um, for Miss Black Sacramento, I competed for that pageant three times before I finally won. So that was a, that was a very difficult journey. And during that pageant journey of losing twice and then finally the third time, um, I had a coach, but my coach was my, my friend's father who had never even knew anything about pageantry. But I tell you, he was one of the most impactful people in my life because he would sit me down for hours and grill me on really what, why are you doing this pageant? Where, why, why, what is your heart into doing this pageant? And, you know, do you just want to crown a sash? It was kind of like he would be interrogating me, but in a way to yeah. really get to the core of why am I in this pageant and what am I trying to do to inspire? And sometimes it would be nights where I'd be crying because he would really be hitting on some very serious, you know, questions like to see like, really your heart has to be in this. You can't just come yeah. to do a pageant for a crown and sash and he knew he knew nothing about pageants which was so shocking but he was incredible at coaching me and I I just never forgot that but it was that experience of going through the coaching with him and really um learning and what my passion was that that is when I found the secret sauce now the issue with that though once I had the confidence I went through hurdles of being broke down in different pageants because Miss Black Sacramento it was a safe place in Miss Black Sacramento you could be unapologetically black. Everything about me was separated from my hair, my skin tone, my body figure, my talent, 
I was celebrated. I could be who I was. But then I broke out into the mainstream and I competed for Miss Sacramento. And I came across a pageant where I was rejected for who I was. I Mm, was right. The judges, the judges um, identified me as an angry black woman because I had a strong voice. They made fun of my curly hair. They made fun of the way I walked because my curves were too, uh, I was too curvature. And the only reason why I found out about this because I lost the pageant and I was very sad because everyone in the crowd kept walking up to me at the end and they were like, you should have won. You were the one that stood out. We don't understand why you didn't win. And that's what made me sad because I was confused why everybody in the crowd was walking up to me telling me that I should have won. And there was one black judge that was on that panel um, all the other judges were Caucasian. There was one black judge and she felt very sad for me because she was hearing all the comments from the Caucasian judges. So she came to me at the end, you know, feeling a sense of just complete sadness and, and empathy for me. And she was telling me, you know, this is what's going on. If you're in a, in a mainstream pageant, you can't be who you are. You have to be the all-American woman. And that it does not um, show or demonstrate a black woman. You can't have, you can't walk with your hips. You can't wear that kind of hair. Your hair has to be soft curls. You can't wear, you can't talk with that tone. You have to lighten your tone up. I had to literally suppress who I was. And so it was kind of like first learning who I was and learning the, you know, being who you are and then being told you can't be who you are in order to fit into a pageant mold is kind of like I went through this roller coaster during my journey of pageantry of, of being built up and then being tear, tore down, built up and then tore down. Um, but that experience really taught me I had to kind of fit into this little mold. And then when I lost that again, I got like third, third runner up. I made a decision at that time. I said, I'm no longer going to compromise who I am, no matter what the pageant is. Even if the judges don't like me, I'm going to be unapologetically who I am. And I'm going to inspire young ladies to do that. And from then on, I started just working on my skills to eventually work my way up to competing for Miss Black USA. Yeah. You know, and that's like a, uh, I think that I think people don't rec- recognize that women of color, black women go through how you have to really, if you're depending on the, the system, I mean, of course, if you're in a system that celebrates black women, it's different. But if you're in, a main, like you say, mainstream um, systems, it is difficult because our coaching has to be uh, tailored towards what is considered the norm or, you know, beauty and mainstream society and I know for me that was my that has been my experience of me not feeling fully fully um like I can be like you say like unapologetically black <laughs> um I remember um I, I've competed here and there um over the past couple of years and I remember my my thing was always my hair what am I gonna do with my hair what am I gonna do with my hair this last year I was so you know comfortable in my skin you know that I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not finna stress over my hair. That's why I did, I went natural. And I'm so thankful that the director that I have for um for our current pageant system was like so all for you being yourself. But I do think that when you're entering the world of pageantry, you have to look at things like that. If I go into the system, if I'm competing in the system, am I gonna be able to be who I'm like myself? Am I gonna be able to, you know, go in there with our curves? Or am I gonna be able to go in here with our the tone of our like and you just said you just said you have to change, you have to lighten your tone of voice. 
the, the way that you're speaking to me, I'm all like, lightning to what? Like, well, how are you supposed to say, supposed to sound? It, it's just hearing you speak is so like, you know, I guess what I'm used to hearing, I hear, I hear nothing wrong with how you're speaking. So for you to say that you were labeled as an angry black woman, is was very shocking to me to hear because even our voice, even we have to watch how we speak to other people, are we going to be seen, you know, we're going to be misjudged, I guess. But um, thank you for sharing that story because I don't think people really truly understand what, um, especially black women, women of color go through when it comes to pageantry and being in that world. Um, but tell me more about how you're able to um, balance that with your career. Like, how are you able to 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 do all that you're doing as Miss Black USA, but all that you're doing as Jessica McCall, Jessica McCall is, is Esquire. Is that yes, what we say for a church? Yes. yes. Okay. So tell me how you're able to do all of that and still and still be healthy mentally and all that stuff. Balance, <laughs> balance. Um, definitely keeping my organization. I have my schedule set. And I also make sure that I set aside a day for myself. So yeah. it's all about organization, keeping my schedule. And then I set aside a day for myself just that I don't do anything after work so I can just, you know, relieve my stress. But definitely organization, keeping a schedule. Um, yeah, that's pretty much how I do it. And I'm, I'm a very determined person. <laughs> I'm very determined. So once I get focused on something, I'm going to do whatever it takes to accomplish it. So just having that kind of determined tenacity that I have within me is just, I make sure I get it done. <laughs> I make sure I have my organized schedule. I set my alarms for what, what, I, what needs to be done. And I always make sure I set aside a day for relief and rest, because if I'm going to teach one of the comp components I teach um, in my seminars is mental health maintenance. And if I'm going to teach mm -hmm. this, stuff, I need to be applying it so that I can, you know, be a true leader in what I'm saying. So I definitely make sure I take time to balance. But one thing I want to talk about with my career is when I was talking about the Black woman um, aspect, I get mm -hmm. that same experience as an attorney. As an attorney, you're supposed to be assertive when you speak your arguments in court and so forth. But even then, I have to watch my tone. I have to make sure my tone is a certain way or the judges think, oh, you're being too assertive or too aggressive. Even that happened wow. even in law school where, you know, we would do uh, mock trials and I would have the same tone I'm talking to you. And I would be told I'm too assertive. I'm too aggressive. But then if my Caucasian counterpart would talk the same way, it would be like, wow, good job. Nice articulation. Great confidence. Great delivery. And I just seen that repeated throughout my life. So I felt like, and I'm a woman of God. So I felt like pageantry when I was a young girl in high school and I learned that experience from in pageantry in the mainstream, I felt like it was preparing me for my career because it brought me back mm -hmm. to okay, I remember in pageantry when I was told this and now I'm experiencing it as an attorney. And so it kind of helped me to handle it better because I yeah. don't think I would know how to have uh, responded if I just kind of just was exposed to that as an adult. So I think it was a great way to, to set me up for my my jobs and my careers as an attorney. Wow. And you know, it's crazy because I wouldn't even think that that's something that would be an issue because when I look at an attorney, I, I look at someone who is able to argue their, their case very assertively, um, very convincingly. Like, I don't understand how that wouldn't be that wouldn't be seen as an advantage as as a benefit because you're a strong speaker but it's, it seems like it seems like I mean I guess you said it it's okay for like you say your counterparts to be seen as strong and to be seen as you know you know um 
well-spoken or assertive or whatever but why can't you be seen that like this is blowing my mind right now like why can't, that's the point of you being an attorney to be able to present your case in a way that's going to be strong and convince others of whatever it is you're trying to convince them so it's kind of to me it sounds like it will be telling you to lessen yourself exactly or like yeah like I don't see how that how the two even go together like I have no clue so I don't girl you better <laughs> yes girl it's difficult maybe that's why that's yeah yeah like I, I mean, think I mean that. Black, black women we get made fun of of our hair like if you for example if you came in with natural hair the judges and the, the attorneys I would hear this all the time in court you know the judges and the attorneys would make fun of the black women's hair and say, oh my God, look at her hair. And I'm like, why she, why she needs to fix that? Or, um, you know, if you had, a, like I said, a strong assertive tone, the judge would think that you're being in contempt or lower your tone. It just was been something where repeated um, black attorneys experience. Um, we also have yeah. to constantly prove ourselves all the time. I remember there's many times when I would come in getting prepared for my trial and I would be always um, asked if I was the secretary, oh, when is the attorney coming? Um, are you just dropping off the paperwork for the attorney? Like it was constantly having wow. to, to show who I am. Even with the judges, we would go and have, you know, dinner afterwards for networking events. And the judges would say, are you an attorney or you're a paralegal? Like he would constantly be questioning, improving, improving, improving. Uh, it's just like a thing. It's a never ending battle. Um, but you, like I said, you have to have that strength within you to just be strong. And I, I feel like pageantry helped give me that inner strength that I would have to experience as an attorney. And that we continually face as an attorney, especially in California, because there's only a 3% of black attorneys in California. I mean, I mean, wow. of the attorneys, only 3% are black. So we con wow. we are definitely the minority and it, it's constantly something we, we battle um, in our career. Wow. So how do, and I know you said that you teach on mental health. How do you use that even in your career to be able to constantly hear things like that in stay strong and stay you know confident in your abilities to still work and still practice without letting all that noise get to you like how do you how do you handle that because I know I feel like I can be very strong and very confident for a while but then there comes a time when I do start to question if I'm hearing the same thing over and over again like how do you do that like how do you handle that Great question again. So first things first is my faith in God. I always go and I pray. I always go and I pray, seek out God. Um, I have my scriptures that I use to empower me. I have spiritual leaders at church. And then I also apply an acronym pretty much that I've established as an acronym that I use in my life. Um, number one is support system. I have a lot of people that are supporting me. I go to my spiritual leaders, my friends, people that I need to talk to, counselor, you know, definitely as an attorney because attorneys are vulnerable to substance abuse and so forth because they already experience oh, a, lot wow. of, a lot of stress on the job. And so it's a huge issue within the legal field of people to, you know, be prone to substance abuse. Instead of handling their mental health, they go to, to um, substances instead of. So me, wow. I counselor I have a counselor I have a lot of friends to support me my spiritual leaders we go we pray together and then um I also encouraging affirmations I got to build myself up you got to speak life into yourself you got to work on your mindset and then that tenacity but definitely working definitely my prayer system definitely and then I also like to do fun things I make sure after work I always go for my walks exercise I do dance classes I do weightlifting classes 
And I have a lot of friends in those classes that are wonderful support systems and other co a lot of attorneys go to them, um, those classes. So those different ways are how I cope with any type of anxiety and stuff I deal with on the job. Yes. Wow. Tell me more about your faith. Like, tell me how, because I'm a woman of God as well. Tell me how that has gotten you through, even with pageantry. Like, how has that helped you um, be confident in your skin and just knowing that God has, you know, a plan and stuff like that? Tell me more about your faith. My faith has been the foundation of my life. I um, first learned about God at five years old. My mom used to make us turn off the TV. We'd be watching our cartoons and she would make us turn off the TV and sit in a circle and we would read Bible studies. And that's when I first learned about God. I started going to Bible study and I faced a lot of hardship and adversity growing up. Uh, I was in a very abusive home. And so my outlet was God. I would go to the church. I lived in the church. I bathed in the church. I would wake up five in the morning before I went to school and I would pray for an hour. And then every time after church, I would make sure, or every time after work, um, after my you know extracurricular activities, I would go straight to church. I was in church every day. I would do praise and worship team, um, Bible study. I was a Bible study leader. Church was my escape place. It was my safe place. God was my protector. And I've seen him repeatedly throughout my life deliver me from every single situation I've dealt with. So he's been the central source in my life. And one of the key components that keeps me happy and keeps me thriving, no matter what I experience, because he gives me true hope. So he's definitely, I call him my lifeline. So it's something I've had since yes. I was. Yes, I love that. I love that. Okay, well, I want to shift a little bit. I want you to talk more about um, your organization, Miss Black USA organization, um, how, is, how you've been able to use your platform. And um, I guess, because I think their platform is the same thing. Are there, they go, um, they support heart. Uh, I cannot speak. They support uh, the heart association, correct? too right yeah the heart kind of together yeah yes. yeah yes. yeah so tell me how tell me more about that like how you've been able to um use your, your platform as miss black usa and more about the organization miss black usa i just i love this organization because it truly is an organization that empowers black women to be truly who we are celebrate our accomplishments celebrate who we are, um, stand boldly and confident in who we are, and take up space in society as, as prominent leaders and truly use our voice. I mean, every time I hear young ladies from Miss Black USA speak, they're confident, they're bold, they're powerful and compelling. And um, the Miss Black USA organization, what I love with them is they align with who I am and my vision. They're all about education and they're all about heart health and heart truth. Um, and and um, also help educate women about heart disease, the number one cause of death for women in the United States. Actually, all individuals in the United States, that's the number one cause of death. So that's what, I, what really drew me into the pageant organization. And Karen Arrington is absolutely phenomenal. This woman is incredible. She has done so much for her heart truth. She also has expanded her organization into Africa where she has um, established a, in Ghana, um, diabetes day awareness because that was a prominent um, disease that was plaguing um, Ghana and also the African-American community as well if you want to speak on that um, but she also does that and she has provided over $650,000 of scholarship to black women to enable them to go to college what was so incredible that I saw her do last year and her, her organization gets better and better every year I tell you every year it gets more and more incredible the girls get more and more incentives so this last year when I competed, 
the teen, the talented teen got a full ride scholarship to Delaware University, full ride. And she hasn't even got out of, I mean, she's got to be graduating from high school, but she hasn't even got out of high school and she already has a full ride ready to go. And um, the, my counterpart, Miss Black USA, she also got a full ride tuition as well. So, and then also she um, has a talent agent and um, all these wonderful opportunities to help her. So what I love about Miss Black USA organization is they give you the tools to succeed. They're not just saying, hey, we want you to succeed. They're, they're giving you the tools to do that. They're giving you the financial resources. They're giving you the talent agent. They're giving you um, sponsors and everyone to help help propel black women to the top and break those barriers. And that's what I love about the organization is they're problem solvers. And mm -hmm. when I saw that organization, I knew that was the organization I wanted to be a part of and wanted to be a voice and a representative for because they align it with what I am and my ultimate motto, which is be the change you wish to see in the world. That's what Karen Arrington does. And that's what I just admire about her. And also she has this incredible book that she, you know, gives to women or actually you can, you can purchase it on Amazon to give you the secret tools to be a successful black woman. She's not just telling me, encouraging you. She gives you a, she has a book that she wrote key keys to be successful as a black woman. Um, one of the ways, for example, one of the keys she has in there is to align yourself with other successful people. We don't really think about that. A lot of times we don't think about the friends and the circles we have. Um, yeah. but she, she gives you that those tools, um, on top of financial resources. So that's just what I think it's just, I'm just, I can go on and on about the Miss Black USA organization. I'm so grateful, so thankful to be a part of this organization. And I'm thankful to have reached my dream to actually represent the organization as Miss Black USA or Ms. Black USA. So, and tell me, what was the name of the book again? That's oh, hold on, let me get it. I have it. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a reader. Um... It's called Your Next Level Life. Okay. And it's seven rules of power, confidence, and opportunity for Black women in America. That's incredible. Because we don't ever always get an opportunity to sit down with her and have oh, a conversation. Yeah. Tell me why this is already on my wish list. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I had it. Okay. And she also um, has it on audio, which is what I love. But also in the book, she shares, a, you get to hear about her life, like her story of who she was in the background of, um, what she came from and it's pretty impressive what she's came from when she was only in junior high was it she actually led a protest to change the name of her school wow. I mean I wouldn't even be thinking about that as a 14 year old I wouldn't be thinking yeah. about <laughs> doing prominent things like that so that book your next level life is incredible and I would recommend it to any black woman in America yeah I have I have already had it in my um my wish list cool cool Okay, so one last question for you is, what advice would you give young girls who feel like, not even young girls, you mean young adults, even women, like who feel that they're not being represented or that they don't have the opportunities to do the things that you're doing? Like what, what advice would you give them? Carve your own path. That is, mm. you know, when I grew up, I didn't feel I had the opportunities and I didn't know a way out, but I found my own path. Find mentors who are in the er area of career that you desire or what's your, your dream that you have. Find mentors and surround yourself with people who are already there that can guide you and propel you to the top. Um, have that heart of tenacity to not give up. Research, 
research what you need to do to accomplish it and set up goals to accomplish it once you you find those goals but definitely research surround yourself with people who have accomplished those goals and set up um, stepping stones for you to accomplish it. yes yes and I know a lot of times people think that and I, I'm not gonna say people I wouldn't say me I used to think that that was for other people I mean I used to watch even beauty pageants and stuff on tv and I'm like oh that was for like that's for them that's what they do you know it's cool to watch but I never thought that that was something that I just get into you know so never think that you know something is for someone else so you're capable of doing whatever it is that you put your heart into if it's something that you truly want to do and I think um I, I thank you for sharing that you didn't have certain or you felt like you didn't have the other things that other people had but you made a way for yourself and you found a way to get to where you want to get to even though you didn't see it you know um growing up I love that like I love the idea that I want to be that that um, trailblazer or I want to be that person who breaks the cycle and show that yes it can be done you can look like me and it can be done don't let anyone tell you any different so thank you thank you thank you for sharing your story and sharing your words of wisdom is there anything that you want to leave us with or that you want to share before I let you go um I think I said everything <laughs> but unless you have any other questions for me okay cool cool well thank you so much for being a part of the podcast thank you for saying yes for being a guest so I've been wanting to ask you for so long but I kept forgetting I'm all like maybe she's busy maybe she has like a lot that she's doing <laughs> so I thank you so much for saying yes for being a part of the podcast because I definitely think that you are amazing I love watching you and following you I love girl but I, I couldn't um I couldn't, I don't know if you guys even had a live stream, but I'm actually like about, um, about two hours away from DC. So the weekend that you were competing, it was my, my wedding anniversary. And I'm like, if it was my anniversary, I was going <laughs> to definitely try to go and see you compete. And I didn't know if I can watch it live, but I remember waiting, logging on. I think, um, Ocelia might've posted or something. Somebody posted. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I saw that you won, uh, the Miss Black USA, because I was rooting for you um, to win. I definitely wanted to, to support you. And so I think you're doing an amazing job. So I'm so thankful that you are able to talk to me today and that um, you're doing an amazing job with Miss Black USA. Okay, you guys, so that wraps up today's episode. I forgot to have Jessica give you her official um, Instagram handle to follow her journey as Miss Black USA. So if you want to follow her journey on Miss Black USA, it's official Miss Black USA on Instagram and Facebook. Now that's Ms. MS, official Black USA. But if you want to follow the other divisions of the organization, please do so as well. It's official Miss, M-I-S-S, Black USA, and official Miss Black USA Talented Teen on Instagram and Facebook. So that concludes today's episode of Momming, Wifing, and Queening. Remember, you can follow me on Instagram at the Alicia Shaw, as well as like my Facebook page, the Alicia Shaw. And don't forget to check out my blog at www.aliciashavon.com. That's www.aleshashevon.com, where you're able to get a glimpse of my life and thoughts, as well as purchase books. I have co-authors and shirts I have available as well. I pray that you enjoyed today's episode. Until next time, y'all, I'm out. Thank you.